the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. The universe had a beginning. In the beginning. Whenever that was. It doesn't tell us here in Genesis when that was. But in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And since God is our creator, that means there's a meaning. There's a purpose. There is a reason He created the heavens and the earth, and there is a reason He created you, and He created me in His own image. The very first words of the Bible are about how God created the world and everything in it. And while this is amazing to think about, it doesn't really make a difference in your everyday life, does it? Actually, this has a huge impact. Today, Pastor Dan explains that the fact that God created people in His image means that your life matters. You have purpose because a purposeful God made you. Understanding this reality helps you settle into the meaning and value that God has given you. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Genesis chapter 1 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. look at the complexity in the human body, or you look at the complexity in the cell, just one cell, or you go the other direction, instead of looking through a microscope, you look through a telescope, and you look at the order in our solar system, you look at the complexity in our solar system, it tells us there's a creator behind it all. Design means there is a designer every time, and you, you see that In creation, again, Psalm 19 says, creation displays God's handiwork. And day after day, creation speaks, it says in Psalm 19. Every day, creation speaks to us. And what does creation say? There is a God. There is a God. There is a God. There is a God who made all of this. And listen to what it says in Romans chapter 1, verse 18. Listen to this. Romans 1, 18. The wrath of God is being revealed from heaven against all the godlessness and wickedness of people. It says, who suppress the truth by their wickedness. Since what may be known about God is plain to them, because God has made it plain to them, For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and his divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made, that's us, so that people are without excuse. Paul says in Romans chapter one that God's eternal power and divine nature are clearly seen 
and understood through creation around us. God, Paul says God has made it plain. He's made it plain to every person through creation. And for someone to deny the existence of God, Paul says they have to suppress the truth that has been revealed to them through creation. They have to suppress the truth that is clearly seen, Paul says, in creation. A person who rejects God as being the creator behind creation does not do it because of a lack of proof or a lack of evidence for the existence of God. They reject God for a different reason. They reject God because they don't want to submit to his authority. They don't want to obey him or live according to his rules. Why do you think, maybe you don't know this, but, but if you do, why do you think that there's such a concerted ever effort among some people to discredit the book of Genesis? To undermine the first opening chapters of the book of Genesis. Because if Genesis is true, if God created the heavens and the earth and God created us in his image, that means we're accountable to God. And we have to answer to him. And so that you see this really in academia, this effort to just discredit everything that Genesis says and that it's not true, it's not history, it's not to be believe that's not how the world came into existence that's not how man came into existence it's an authority issue they, they paul again he says they've got to suppress the truth that is clearly seen that's clearly revealed to them that god has made plain to say that there is no god or that god didn't create all of this you know, there's one leading evolutionary scientist today. He's probably the most famous evolutionary scientist in the world. And, and he, he says, there's no way there's a God. There's no way that Genesis is true. It's folklore. And when asked where he thinks life came from on the earth, he says that it's, it's highly possible that aliens from another planet came and brought life to this planet and seeded this planet with life. Genesis, there's no way Genesis is true. There's no way there's a God that created everything. But aliens, right? So there's some, listen, listen, I'm not, I'm not trying to get a laugh out of that. I'm just saying there's something more going on there. There's something more going on. If that's your conclusion as a scientist, that aliens is a more reasonable explanation for how life began. Then in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. So the Bible doesn't attempt to convince us of the existence of God because it's really not necessary. Creation does that for us, if we're honest. And so now verse 1 again. Verse 1 shows us really several truths about God and several truths about our universe that we want to talk about today. First of all, verse 1 shows us that there is one God who is creator of all. One God who is creator of all. And you might think, well, that, that's pretty obvious. That's not very profound to say that. Understand that when Moses received Genesis from the Lord, that this was profound. Because at that time, people were worshiping all kinds of different idols and gods they created. Most of the gods that in the ancient world, if you think back to like a Greek mythology class that you took or something in college, 
Uh, Most of the gods that people worshipped at that time, they were uh, regional gods, they were tribal gods, they were tied to geography, they were usually created gods, they usually were part of nature or or represented in nature in some way. Uh, They weren't all powerful. You know, you think about in the Bible... um, Baal, people worshipped Baal because they believed Baal would cause the rain to fall on your crops and make your crops grow. Uh, The Philistines who lived along the coast, along the Mediterranean Sea, they were fishermen. So they created a god named Dagon, who was the fish god. Who would bless your catch, so you'd catch more fish. Uh, In Egypt, they worshipped the Nile River as a god, because from the Nile River, they, they got food and water and sustenance. From the Nile River. So they made the Nile River a god. They worshipped the sun. Because from the sun they got light and warmth. And that kind of thing. So up to this point. All the gods in the world are all tied to creation. They're all tied to geography. You know there's the golden calf. In the book of Exodus. Well now for the first time. The true and living God declares. No there is one God. And he is the creator of all. That's never been stated before in human history until Genesis 1.1. So there's one God. He's creator of all. Verse 1 also shows that God existed before creation, before the heavens and the earth. The Bible teaches that God is eternal, that he has always existed. He has no beginning. He has no end. He is the eternal God. Psalm 90 verse 2, before the mountains were brought forth, or ever you had formed the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. He's eternal. Uh, in Isaiah chapter 40, verse 28, Have you not known, have you not heard, the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, he neither faints nor is weary, his understanding is unsearchable. He's the everlasting God. And he's the creator of all. Verse 1 also shows us that God is powerful because he made the heavens and the earth. So he must be powerful. Verse 1 also tells us the origin of the universe and the origin of the earth. God created the heavens and the earth. That means the universe did not create itself. Uh, The universe did not create itself from nothing. The universe is not self-existent. The universe is not eternal. Uh, matter is not eternal. The universe had a beginning. In the beginning, whenever that was, it doesn't tell us here in Genesis when that was, but in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And since God is our creator, that means there's a meaning to our existence. There's a purpose. There is a reason He created the heavens and the earth. And there is a reason he created you. And he created me in his own image. Now Genesis 1, verse 1, just this first verse. First first sentence of the book. Refutes many of the popular worldviews of today. Uh, It refutes atheism. It says there is no God. Uh, It refutes agnosticism which says uh, God cannot be known if there is a God. It refutes polytheism, which is the belief in many gods. It refutes pantheism, which says God is is everything. It refutes humanism, 
which says that man is, is the supreme being and there's nothing beyond this life. And verse 1 refutes evolution. And some of you may think, whoa, 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 evolution? Doesn't everybody believe in evolution? No, they don't. We'll return to today's edition of Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton in a moment. But first, Pastor Dan would like to extend a special invitation to our listeners. If you've enjoyed the messages on Ring of Truth, I'd like to personally invite you to join us this Sunday at Calvary Chapel. We're located in Columbia, Maryland, just five minutes from Routes 29, 95, and 100. I'd love for you to come be part of our time of worship and Bible study this weekend at 9 or 11 a.m. I always enjoy meeting listeners of Ring of Truth, so please be sure to introduce yourself to me after church. To find out more information and to get directions, visit our website at calvaryec.com. Thanks, Pastor Dan. That website again is calvaryec.com. We look forward to seeing you. Now, back to today's message. There are many scientists, secular scientists today, who are rejecting Darwinian evolution. Uh, There's a website, uh, uh, Dissenting from Darwin, I think, is what it's called. Over a thousand scientists have signed on to that website and the statement on that website saying that they, they don't agree with Darwinian evolution. And, the, and to sign on to that website, to sign that statement, you have to have at least a PhD in one of the sciences or you have to have an MD and be teaching at a medical school to sign on. it. There, there are scientists on there who have... Uh, been educated at MIT, Harvard, Yale, Cambridge, Oxford. They teach at some of these universities. And they're not necessarily Christians. They're not necessarily saying Genesis 1-1 is true. They're just saying there's just too many issues with Darwinian evolution for it to be a viable scientific theory. And they're rejecting it. Genesis 1-1 refutes all of these popular worldviews today. Now, the, the, let's look at the verse now. Let's dig into the verse with our remaining time. Uh, The phrase, in the beginning. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The phrase, in the beginning, in the Hebrew, it means the beginning of a fixed period of time that will come to an end. So this opening phrase of the Bible implies that the heavens and the earth will not go on forever. So right from the, the first phrase... There's this implication that what is created here in Genesis 1 is not intended to go on forever. That there will be an end to the heavens and the earth. That that all of this will go away one day. Do Do you know that? That the heavens and the earth will not last forever. Most people think human history will just continue marching on forever and ever. But that's not the case. The world has an end date. It's going to expire Listen to Psalm 102. In the beginning you laid the foundations of the earth and the heavens are the work of your hands. They will perish, but you will remain. They will all wear out like a garment, like clothing. You will change them and they will be discarded. There it says, God, you created the heavens and the earth, but one day you're going to change them. Like changing an article of clothing, like just changing your shirt. You're going to change the heavens in the earth. Uh, in Isaiah 34, it says, All the stars in the sky 
will be dissolved and the heavens rolled up like a scroll. All the starry hosts will fall like withered leaves from the vine, like shriveled figs from the fig tree. One day God is going to roll up the heavens like a scroll, you know, just rolling it up. Isn't that amazing? It's not going to last forever. Uh, In Luke 21, Jesus said, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. Jesus's words are eternal, but the heavens and the earth are not. They will pass away one day. Here's a here's a verse from second Peter, chapter three, verse 10. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night in which the heavens will pass away with a great noise and the elements will melt with fervent heat. Both the earth and the works that are in it will be burned up. The earth will pass away with a fervent heat. Everything's going to burn. It's all going to be burned up. One day, the Bible tells us God will destroy the heavens and the earth that he created in Genesis 1.1. And the Bible tells us he will create a new heaven and a new earth in Revelation 22. And in that new heavens and the new earth, the curse of sin and death will be lifted. There'll be no more sin. Uh, There'll be no more Satan. He'll be judged. God will dwell among us in the new earth. And the Bible says God will wipe away every tear from our eyes. There shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain for the former things have passed away. And he will make all things new. See, the new heaven and the new earth is going to restore what was lost in the garden. In the old earth. It's going to make all things new. See where this is going? See where Genesis is going to take us? We're right here from the very first verse, the opening phrase of the first sentence of the Bible, we know with the heavens and the earth that we're living in right now, it's not going to last forever. And immediately our minds go to Revelation 22 and the new heavens and the new earth. And we look forward from the very first phrase of the Bible, we're looking forward to, to that, to the new heavens and the new earth. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The word God here in the Hebrew, it's Elohim, which is actually the plural form of the, of the name God. It's a plural noun, but the word created is singular in the Hebrew. So God is plural here, and created is singular. So they don't, they don't agree grammatically. <laughs> now, I don't think that God made a grammatical error in the first sentence of the Bible, right? I Man, first sentence. I messed it up, right? I don't, I don't think that's the, the case. I believe this is hinting at the plurality of the Godhead. The God is three in one, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. If you look down in verse 26 of chapter 1, this is when God makes man. He says, look what it says. Let us, God speaking, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. That, that's the Godhead speaking there. And so again, here in the first verse of the Bible, you, you have a hint at the Trinity, the triune nature of God, that he's three in one. The word created in verse one, it's the Hebrew word bara, bara. It means to create something out of nothing, to create something out of nothing, which tells us when God created the heavens and the earth, when God created the universe, he didn't make it out of pre-existing materials. He didn't just assemble 
pre-existing materials to make the earth. He created the heavens and the earth from, from nothing. Nothing existed before God created the heavens and the earth. Before verse 1, there was nothing except God. The word bara, it's only used of God in the Bible. It's never used of man. Only God can create something out of nothing. Man cannot create something out of nothing. If you don't believe me, try it this afternoon. Right? Try to create a tree in your backyard when you get home. Speak it into existence. See how that goes. We can't. Now, we can make things, but only with raw materials, only with ingredients. You know, I I can bake a cake, but I, I need the ingredients to bake the cake. I can't just speak a cake into existence. I can make a cake with other pieces, other parts. God created the heavens and the earth out of nothing. He didn't use any pre-existing materials when he created the heavens and the earth. Now, why is this important for us? Listen, we're going to finish with this. Think about the number of times in your Bible. When you read. That our God is the creator of the heavens and the earth. For example, in Psalm 121. I will lift up my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. My help comes from God who made heaven and earth out of nothing. It's not just that he made heaven and earth. Our God can make something out of nothing. And he's our helper. Or listen to this, Psalm 124. Our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth from nothing. Do you see? Do you see how that changes now for us when you read those verses that we're trusting in this God? We're going to God for help in our circumstances, whatever our circumstances may be, whatever our needs may be, that he made the heavens and the earth, and he made them out of nothing. He didn't use anything to make the heavens and the earth. In other words, there's nothing too hard for your God, right? It doesn't matter what your circumstances may be or what your needs may be or what your limited resources may be. You may be sitting here and you might say, I got nothing. I got nothing. That's fine. He made the heavens and the earth out of nothing. He can do a lot with nothing. So if you've got nothing, he can do great things with nothing. See, it's not that he took raw materials and assembled them and you'd say, I don't have the raw materials. I don't have it. All I got is nothing. And he's great. I can work with nothing. (laughs) I got nothing to offer. I can work with nothing. You'd be amazed at what I can do with nothing. Right? See, this is our God. This is our helper. Our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth out of nothing. Whatever he wants, he can just speak it into existence. Something that didn't exist before. He just speaks it into existence. And he makes something out of nothing. 
You've been listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton as he teaches verse by verse through the book of Genesis. This Old Testament book of history and the start of what God created teaches you much about God's plan for the future. We hope you'll continue to tune in for Pastor Dan's studies. If you ever have any questions about what you've heard or would like someone to pray with, would you give us a call? You can reach us by calling 410-491-4592. Once again, that number is 410-491-4592. You can also fill out the prayer request form at calvaryec.com. Just click on the Connect tab to access it. We'd love to meet you in person, too. If you're in Columbia, Maryland, please join us this weekend for worship and studying Scripture together at Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. There will be time to meet your brothers and sisters in Christ, too, and to spend time in prayer. We look forward to sharing this time of worship together with you. You'll find service times and directions at our website, calvaryec.com. While you're there, be sure to check out additional teachings from the Bible. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. Once more, that's calvaryec.com. That's all we have time for today. There's much more to gain through this study through the book of Genesis. So be sure to join us next time on Ring of Truth. J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.